Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy. And this is another episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us again as we dip back into the movies that shaped our childhood. And today, Mandy, what are we talking about? Today we are talking about the end of the world classic, very last episode of 2020. Yeah. Uh, We are discussing Armageddon 1998. Yes, the 1998 Bruce, I mean, where do you start? Bruce Willis classic, I guess. Well, for me, it was it was Ben Affleck. Ah, yes, for sure. For sure. Or at fifteen, and I was all about him. Had his posters up. Yeah, yeah. It was and a uh, goodwill we, hunting type of thing for me. So this is coming out the Wednesday prior to the world ending. I think we're all mm-hmm. pretty pretty convinced that the world is going to uh, implode upon itself at the end of the year. Uh, or or it's going to get better. It, it's going to be it's going to be better. All right. We well, think you... it's going to implode, and then every and then somebody <laughs> saves the day. Someone sure. hot saves the day. But as of right now, as of this moment, we have not. Uh, we're recording prior to Christmas. We're recording prior to all of that stuff. So, if anything weird happens between now and then, uh, sorry we didn't talk about it. But we, we're trying to bank a few before we get to the end of the year. And. Uh, if you, we always remind everyone, if you've never seen this movie, if you've never seen Armageddon, we would like for you to go and find it. It's currently on Showtime right now. If you have access to Showtime, I took the, the free trial of Showtime uh, just nice. to watch this movie and save nice. three to, or $4. So, uh, yeah. So if you've got access, go find it. And then you can join us for the conversation when you come back. So we'll give you a few seconds to go do that. And you're back. All right. Greatest of all time. Now we're all up to speed. And of course, Mandy and I don't like to talk about these movies by ourselves. We need to bring on someone else to take sides because Mandy and I will likely disagree on at least. Oh, 100% (laughs) we will on this movie. (laughs) I'm about uh, to suck this movie's dick. (laughs) (laughs) We are very excited to have a returning guest. Uh, Ellie, where are you out of? What, What area are you? I'm out of Metro Detroit, grew up in Kalamazoo. Okay, well, we'll call you a Detroit area comedian. Ellie Snyder is with us, everybody. Hello. Thank you for having me. For sure, Welcome. Sure. Voted for your dad. Woo-woo. Voted <laughs> for Portage Public School Board. Yeah. yeah. I was super happy for him. Woo, so, he won. <laughs> nice. Very good. Very good. The only uh, good thing to happen this year. Yeah. 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 That's it. Well, you know what the other good thing is? This, this episode. podcast. Yeah, this, yes, yes. This episode. Yes. Oh, my God, yes. Two good I, things. I'm totally taking this part over because, Ellie, have you, when did you see this movie before we made you watch it for this podcast? When was the last time you watched it? Never. Oh, oh my gosh. I'd All never right. seen it. We're about to get some hot takes. Yeah, we are. On a, what um, is it, 22-year-old movie or some shit? <laughs> Yeah, it, it came out yeah. in ni- ninety-eight. Yikes. Yes. Yikes. All right. So yeah, so what's uh what's the verdict? What do you think? Uh just just kind of a broad spectrum of like, you know, was this good, was this not, you know? I liked it. You know, I like explosions and space rocks and the armadillo is a charming name for a machine. Sure. So yeah, I liked it. And I'm also like pandemic depressed and was in the mood to see something good happen for yes. a change. Very good. Very good. So here we are. Uh, Mandy, how about you? How long had it been for you? Um, Actually, considering how many times I watched it as a kid, it's been a while. Maybe like two years, three years. Oh, sure. Me. Okay. Um, But I also texted you guys and said that I watched this 14 times in the theater. Because you're a lunatic and because no I was ob- 
obsessed. I watched, <laughs> I watched, <laughs> I watched the movie. I bought the soundtrack. I bought the score. I would, I was 15 and I would sit in my room in the dark and listen to the score and the soundtrack <laughs> of the movie and relive it. And like my mom, I think was very concerned that I had like serious mental issues. Like yeah. I was depressed. I'm like, no mom, I'm just reliving this movie. I loved it so much as a kid. And I actually, I have to say, even though I get shit on by everyone, <laughs> When I rewatched it, I was thinking I was, I mean, the acting is subpar, but I still thought it was so entertaining and I loved sure, it. Sure, sure. Yeah, what about I have, you, Matt? I have less of an issue with the acting and more of an issue with just the plot in general. But I mean, with this kind of movie, you have to let that go, I think. Yeah. And I feel like this podcast over the, over the years of doing this podcast has almost trained me into uh, not caring so much about... <laughs> plot holes because if i just yeah. focus on those the whole time it just becomes like a dirge so although being a two and a half hour long movie uh was already kind of a dirge in its own but uh <laughs> but yeah so for me for watching this it's been at least 10 years I'm, I'm guessing i think if i had to guess i would say this is uh my wife uh enjoys this movie quite a bit i think i've heard her talk about it um, but obviously it's not one that we owned or, or one that we make it a point to to watch in any particular intervals but yeah, so uh, not huge on the radar for me, but I had definitely seen it uh, multiple times uh, throughout the years, you know. But yeah, here we are. And uh, yeah, like I said, as far as, uh, you know, was it good or was it not? Oh, by the way, I had this clip I meant to play before I asked that question. Is this good or bad? There you go. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate I it, that. Yeah, thanks. I, it works. I mean, I, it, it does its job. It, it does what it's supposed to do. It's suspenseful enough. It's end of the worldy. It's got to be one of those first big like blockbuster ish or attempts at a blockbuster end of the world type movie. Well, it's funny because this movie came out the same year as Deep Impact, which I also saw multiple times oh, in the okay. theater because I love Keanu Reeves and um. And in that movie, just like the asteroid just hits the earth and like just a shit ton of people die. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, you know. <laughs> I mean, it was still good, but at the same time, you're like, mm, yeah, I, I prefer the opposite where like people survive. By the way, they, NASA like actually said after this movie came out that they feared that Americans thought that if this actually happened, that there was anything that could be done because there's, there's not. It's the most American response of all time. Like, yeah, we can blow it up. Yeah. We'll nuke it. Nothing bad will happen. We'll blow it. We'll blow it up. But it's like the best that like a bunch of roughnecks that are like criminals, like go up and save the whole fucking world. Like, come on. That's amazing. It was, it was, it warmed my, little freezer burn chicken patty of a heart there, nice <laughs> that's uh, for sure so ellie are you a fan of end of the world type movies at all like it, would you say you know you have a good time I, watching those i i never pick them for myself but sure. if i watch them with a friend or if my fiance wants to watch one i like them sure yeah, I. Uh, I like mean, especially- Day After Tomorrow is a good one. Day- Did you guys ever watch Day After Tomorrow with Jake Gyllenhaal and yes. Dennis Quaid as his dad? And he like. But the thing is, the thing is, that's so unbelievable. Like, there's like these wolves that attack, and and Dennis Quaid like straps on some snowshoes and like walks to his <laughs> son, and like 
in like New York City from like super far, like the Arctic or something. It's just, I mean, it's all fucking stupid. But I'm, I, I love that shit so much. I love it. <laughs> I saw one of our first dates. We saw Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. Yeah, uh, which that's, uh, Steve Steve Carell. Yeah, and yeah. I think Kira Knightley or yeah, no, that makes sense. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, um, but I he picked it out, but I really liked it. Nice, nice. Uh, Mandy, uh, is this a genre that you enjoy then, I I would imagine? like. Oh, my God. Okay, so, like, in this same year, this, like, I I don't know if it's the exact same year, but, like, um, Armageddon, Titanic, and A Knight's Tale all came out within, like, the time frame that I was able to see movies like a million times at like once on your own and, and go out and do whatever. Yes. You like, like you before chose to it was, watch movies. Yeah. It was times. like before I could drive, but like two fifty a ticket and yep. like I had rides Beautiful. and like, and I was just like, I call up all my friends and be like, Hey, have you seen this movie? Okay. Well, I've already seen it seven times. Let's go watch it together. Kind of a thing. Oh, so do you think so you, fun. do you think you fell into like a, there are no other movies worth watching or did you watch all of them and then come back to this one? Or I watched all of them. Like there, like I even remember when M89 cinema had their like recording and they'd be like, and it was, it was like, Beverly Hills Chihuahua yeah. is showing at like I know ex- that's exactly how they said it. Beverly Hills, it was like rob- robot. Beverly Hills Chihuahua, like I, I I would go through and literally see every single movie that they had. But then when a movie like this would come along, okay, I went through a phase two. Obviously, A Knight's Tale, Titanic, and this movie, I had to cry. If I sure. didn't cry in a movie, I was like this movie sucked ass and I hated it. I was like, unless I bawled my eyes out as like an emotional 15 year old, like I wasn't connecting. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Otherwise you just end up alone in the dark in your room, listening to the soundtrack. Clearly. Uh, like 100%. And, and uh, posters. I had posters of Ben Affleck everywhere. Nice. nice. Like yeah. there are uh, worse options. Uh, yeah, that is the truth. I mean, look at these, look at these bunch of lunatics I've got up here. Um, so, uh, Ellie, have you seen, uh, like, so Mandy says that she, obviously she watches movies multiple times in the theater. Has there been a, a movie that came out that you watched multiple times in the theater? No, but that's because I'm poor. Okay. All right. I mean, yeah, that's... If, if tickets weren't $12 in the theater by my house <laughs> sure. and popcorn wasn't like a kidney, <laughs> I, I would really, like, I love going to the movies. I love the comfy seats. I love the kind of flat pop and like the sure. the uh-huh. white cheddar cocaine on the popcorn yeah. like that's my shit but like financially i'm like i, I cannot swing this sure. well sure. when when i was a kid m89 cinema opened up in Plainwell, and they charged two dollars and fifty cents a ticket so it was two fifty. Yeah, and they're actually and the concessions to this day, were super cheap too. I, I, yeah, to I mean, obviously we can't go there now, but like even to this day, you could get like a large popcorn for like five bucks. It's yeah. super cheap. Yeah, um, and, yeah. I would I drive. Miss- there were several occasions that I would drive there from Hastings, where they have a movie theater, all the way to Plainwell, just because it would save my family so much money. Mm-hmm. Uh, from concessions and tickets and things. So, uh, yeah. so this is uh, a movie that you, like you said, you normally wouldn't have picked a movie like this. Yeah. Now, if we were to have given you the reins to say, pick a 
a movie of your choice to make us watch, what would you say was like a movie that shaped your childhood? And forgive me if we've already gone over this the last time you were on the show, but I don't remember um, if we did. I think Titanic got me into like film scores and I know okay. they you like I was a classical French horn performance major in college. Now my dreams have died. But um, <laughs> yeah. that was one of the ones where I was like, oh, maybe I could do movie soundtracks. But then like you have to be good at your instrument to do soundtracks. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So that that didn't work for me. I don't believe you're not good at your <laughs> instrument for one thing. Oh. I think you're probably just fine. Not anymore, folks. Yeah. But yeah, I think you were like, like those guys on the deck of the Titanic going down with the ship. Yeah. They're like, well, I'll I just guess. keep playing, I guess. I don't know. Yep. Do you have a, a favorite movie score? Like that like one that you would like listen to in the shower or just like one that you would pick to listen to? Mine is Last of the Mohicans. I would listen to that shit or like Braveheart. Like I love like those kind of scores. I I can't think of one, but like I'll just get on the Spotify shuffle of like movie epics. Uh-huh. And I do my mundane everyday tasks to them. Sure. And I feel real cool. <laughs> what about like Twilight? Like I used to listen to the score of Twilight and I'd be like, oh yeah, this is when this happens or, you know, like. Uh, I haven't. You're such a nerd, Mandy. I am a huge nerd. A no, nerd. I, I, everybody had a Twilight stage, and I was not <laughs> exempt from that. But I've never like listened to the the soundtrack, like isolated. But I know what I'm gonna do when we're done recording. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you gotta dip back uh, into it. Yeah. I what about you, Matt? Like, do you? Oh, sorry. Oh, I was gonna say I have to work three hours of overtime at work tonight, so I know what I'm doing <laughs> music wise. There you go. There you go. Well, Matt, thanks. do you have a score that you that you um, particularly like dig? Not necessarily. I mean, I know that there's, it, for me, audio stuff will bring me back into a movie or like, will like the moment that I hear a movie will fire up and then there'll be some sounds happen. Mm -hmm. Well, like just for instance, we were watching back to the future. Mm -hmm. um, my wife started watching back to the future the other day and I was in the other room and at the beginning of that movie, it's just a bunch of clocks ticking. And yeah. I was, I was standing out in the kitchen and I was like, are you guys watching back to the future? And she was like, how the hell? <laughs> Did you know that? And I was like, I don't know. It's just a bunch of clocks ticking. But uh, sounds like that will, will trigger things for me to get me right back into a movie or like when uh, a film fires up and, it, and it's got some sort of epic, you know, music front to, you know, bring you in. It's like, oh, that's it. I'm right there. I, I, mm -hmm. I'm right back in it. So not, not oh, so much show. that I like uh, consume a soundtrack necessarily. Um, but yeah, I mean, I had a few. I had the soundtrack to Tommy Boy. I, that was one of those like uber fandom things though like yeah. I consumed it as much as possible and then went out and bought the soundtrack <laughs> well i think that's a very 90s thing though like i had i preferred soundtracks in the 90s because you got all the different types of music yeah it was like a compilation movie. cd it was like now this is music but for right people who didn't yeah yeah didn't so have to I, make a I, choice <laughs> not the score but the soundtrack of this movie i listened to it swimming i listened to it roller skating i did like <laughs> so much shit to this soundtrack it's like i loved it all i loved aerosmith too i was a huge fan i wrote into oh god i don't even remember the show on mtv where you could like meet your idols or whatever it was like like your number one fan i wrote in wanting to meet steven tyler and i was so pissed because like literally like three days after i sent my letter out Someone else had already fucking met him. And I was like, this Aww. sucks. Like, what a waste. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, you were just going to like, uh, you just fall into his mouth anyway. It's probably best to stay a few feet well, away. And the, the thing is, 
is like now I'm not even a huge Steven Tyler fan. Sure. I was because of this movie, I think. So yeah. Um so a lot of times we'll talk about uh like standout performances or characters. This movie is filled with character mm. actors and little cameos and other things like that. Uh Ellie, did you have somebody that you were either like surprised was in it and was like, oh they did really well or just a standout performance by somebody? So I'm really bad at like character and actor names. So I'm just <laughs> gonna describe the people. Yeah, that's yeah, so, go for it. There is the haunted looking guy from NASA. Uh, are you talking about Billy Bob Thornton? Potentially. The the main guy on the control deck or the guy who flew the ship? No, the guy the, is, the guy who flew the ship. So that's going to be William Fit, uh, Fichter? Fichtner? I was like, you did really well. Uh, that's that going to be Colonel Willie... Yes. Willie Sharp. I think so. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, Steve Colonel Buscemi. Sharp. Steve yes. Buscemi, yeah. Huge uh, for me. Um, I would, yeah, I would say, and and Owen Wilson too, when he's oh, yeah. like, when he's like, describe the environment, and he's like, what, like my sister and I are, we like constantly like, oh, why don't you just say scariest environment, environment imaginable, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like just say scariest environment imaginable. So, um, Steve Buscemi is a huge part of this movie, whether he yes. likes it or not. I feel like he tries to stay very understated and under under this movie, but he's very much the one to watch to me. It's funny because he actually took this role as he thought it was going to be a heroic genealogist. And he, so he eagerly, eagerly accepted it, wanting to change from low lives and stuff and just like weirdos, you know? And, um, and then after he was put in, um, they changed the role to like this sleazy hound dog type thing. So. Awesome. Um, I do have a clip of, uh, Steve Buscemi as uh, he plays rock hound, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I have just this stupid clip of him. I figured I'd pull something weird to match his character. Get off the nuclear warhead. We got Colonel Sharp in there too. No. I just love the fact that he references a movie and then he's he I do this I do that constantly in real life. I'm just like, hey, yeah. this is that th- just like that thing from that thing, and then everyone just sort of stares at you and then you're like, oh, so nobody's ever seen that before. That's cool. <laughs> I love when Grace is like, I had to go to Taipei to buy Tampax and then Rockhound had to show me how to use them, and he's like, I told her, I told her how to use show them. Her. I didn't show her. <laughs> I, I told her how to use it. I didn't show her. <laughs> I love it. It's the greatest. So great. Enough. Actually, like, even though this movie, I think the actors included are like, this movie is like total crap. They, like, it's so entertaining. Like, I love Max, the uh, the one that gets the tattoo of his mom. The big and, guy with yes. the tattoos. Yeah. Yes. When, he, when he's in the, the room and they're like, what do you think? He's like, I don't know. Whatever you guys think, like he just can't handle it. Like yeah. bear, you know the. I, just, I um, liked his uh, the, "it sucks up here" line. <laughs> that is sucks up here. They, when they finally defuse the bomb for the first time, <laughs> yeah. and they're just like, oh. <laughs> and Steve and Jimmy's like, "Do a good job. Do a good yeah, job." Yeah. <laughs> okay, I got a question about the bomb since we're since he wrote it in and was singing about it. Did only one ship carry a bomb? No, I think I, both. Because they didn't 
it didn't explode or any, and they didn't seem to care about it. And they were remote detonating the bomb from home, right? And mm-hmm. when they did that, they only diffused one of the potentially two bombs. Like, and then the idea that the one ship that survived did have the, the bomb in it. Was That's like, 50-50 well, odds. Yeah, like, right? Oh my God, great. you just blew my fucking mind. Because yeah, same. Freedom, like the shuttle Freedom, uh-huh. like they, uh, or yeah, Freedom or Independence, I can't I remember think, which one. Didn't Independence but, explode? I think Is that. Uh, I think freedom. Uh, no, also, I think yeah, independence did explode. Also, while we're talking about you know weird things that are in this movie, why were those things fitted with weapons at all? Like, why were there? Oh my god! Yes, on them, like the machine guns. Yeah. Like, what the hell was the point of the armadillo having a machine gun? It was. Also, just, it was very Michael Bay of them to just be like, let's let's shoot up this titanium. Just, they they said it was like impenetrable titanium. Uh, spacecraft and then they just shot it from the inside and drove through it i, I just i don't i don't know there's some plot well, you can also too. you can't have fire in space like there's <laughs> so many like probabilities with this whole thing and um so hold on i want to say okay uh because of the nature of this oh no that's a different thing um <laughs> sorry uh oh according to uh, a commentary from an article there were errors found in the film and acknowledged by the director. And it was known during the filming that he was just like, um, Michael Bay said, eh, it's a movie. It, not many people know about it. And he just kept it in for entertainment value. Okay. So I okay. mean, we're just not concerned with continuity or anything else. It's, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, they the were I mean, like the most glaring continuity issue that I saw in this film is when, so Eddie Griffin is the bike messenger with the little dog, right? When he's driving. Yes. Yes. And he stops and he's talking or he's watching the news through the, the glass uh-huh. windows mm-hmm. and his little dog goes and starts biting little that, Richie. <laughs> that uh, Godzilla figure. So he's biting yes. a little toy plastic Godzilla figure, right? And he's like wrestling it with the dude. And then all of a sudden the screen cuts, turns, and it's a gigantic inflatable uh, Godzilla, right? That he's like pulling against. And then it cuts back from Eddie Griffin's angle again, and it's back to a tiny little plastic uh, Godzilla. And I was like, what the hell did I just miss? I rewound it just to make sure that I didn't mess it up. And I was, but anyhow, here is uh, Eddie Griffin, just in case anybody wants to hear. Hey, little man, little Reggie, me and you, man. <laughs> little Reggie. We're going to the top, baby. Big time. I can taste the Twizzlers in my mouth from the theater when I'm watching it, when I'm like hearing this. It's so amazing. Also, so when they're looking at the TV and it's like, hey, bad shit's happening. But Mm -hmm. then like later on, they're like, oh, we're not going to tell anyone because it'll freak them out. Like, were you not in the process of telling that? Like, did you just assume that people weren't going to notice the meteors? Like, right. right, Like everyone in the world has to be now looking at the sky anyone with access to a telescope is going to be like yeah there are more of these coming because clearly the volkswagen ones were causing some major issues right and the guy that discovers daddy or whatever and he's like Carl? i want to name it after my wife yep you have that clip i do i have two clips of uh is it is it get Carl? the book yeah i have i have this one first which i think is Amazing. I want a divorce. Daddy, I'm on to something bigger. I, I 
don't know what this is, but it looks like something's burning up there. Go get my phone book, will you? Get my phone book. Get those names of those guys from NASA. <laughs> Excuse me, am I wearing a sign that says Carl Slade? Go get my goddamn phone book! Get the book! Get the book! Get the book! Love it. And then do you have the clip where he wants to name it after his wife, Daddy? I do. Let's see. Carl names the asteroid. Now listen, Carl, this is top secret. Sir, I'm retired Navy. I know all about Got some Billy Bob Thornton there. One more thing. The person that finds her gets the namer, right? Yes, that's right. That's right. I want to name her Daddy after my wife. She's a vicious, life-sucking bitch from which there is no escape. That's sweet, Carl. That's sweet, Carl. So... Okay, Matt, do you have a standout character or a standout actor? Mine, mine was definitely Lev, uh, the Russian yes. space station dude, yes. uh, which yes. I, uh, just a couple years earlier, uh, he and Steve Buscemi were both in Fargo together. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, Peter Stormare. Right, so I remember him from, from that movie, but uh, when he's down there telling uh, Ben Affleck what to look out for in the uh-huh. uh, fuel pod, we've got this, uh, let's see here. I have it. Maybe somewhere. There it is. Okay. Well, to the right is fuel gauge. You watch the fuel gauge. One fifty, okay. Eh. One sixty, okay. Okay. Oh, <laughs> disaster for a space station. <laughs> so if you watch two hundred, you can call for a lap on, and you see her number one on. You ask for lap, and you pull this down all the way down. What's left? <laughs> I love it. It was great. That was so awesome. Uh, also, and then he just, is so impressed or like he's, he so wants to be a hero that like he wants to be a Russian hero and it makes me so happy <laughs> this movie. Yeah. What were you going to say, Ellie? Oh, I was just going to say like, I love how the fact that an entire space station <laughs> exploded, like wasn't a big deal. Sure. I mean, I guess I was, the alternative is like the end of the world. So, I mean, you got to put things into perspective. Just like, that, just, that just took like all of five minutes. And I was yeah. like, oh, darn it. That's but a lot of science. Gone you away. guys got to be cowboys. I told you not to touch anything. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so awesome. Um, but, it, I mean, he was fun as far as like a fun character to watch. But I yeah. really enjoyed uh, Billy Bob Thornton, uh, just his yes. character in this. Although I do feel like the guy back at NASA is like the same character in every movie, like the yes. mission control guy. Yes. Uh, whether it's Billy Bob Thornton or uh, somebody else. Yeah, you know, but he Gary adds like or whatever. he he adds like such an amazing sense of humor when he's like, okay, after we're done with the Roadrunner thrust maneuver, you yeah. know, like he like he's re- I mean he's, he's like a nerd. Them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's like at least they're in good spirits and. He's like, uh, you know, the, the, one of them tested for ketamine. That's a powerful sedative. And I don't know, these guys are pretty big. And, he, yeah. you know, and, yeah, I, I think he did a great job. I uh, actually think that Liv Tyler yeah. did a really good job. Um, yeah. she, re- she refused to be in this movie three times because she didn't think she had the acting chops. And they, and I'm, they, I'm going to go ahead and agree with her kind of on that. Well, <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, but also, too, like, Matt, you're not one to like watch Lord of the Rings or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like, eventually, she sure. became like a really good actress. Yeah, but I mean, it, I mean like, my, my experience with her is Empire Records and The Strangers. So, right. And in this movie, she she struggles. She does, but like it's the just crying, a lot of yelling and crying in this movie. Like it's a lot of that. So I mean, if you're yeah, you got to be kind of ramped up. Like when she's on the oil rig, it's basically all just yelling over the sounds uh-huh. of the oil rig happening. 
and then yes. most of the rest of it is just being sad, which I, I got a feeling is probably but harder you, to convey. If you are put in a position where like, okay, this is the part you have to play. And by the way, you're never like, you're, you're going to have to basically just ball the whole time. Like yeah. you have to basically be sad and show sad emotions and fear and like concern. And I feel like she does a really good job. Plus she's freaking adorable as hell. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love her. And if I, <clears throat> no, sorry, go ahead, Ellie. Oh, I was going to say, if I had her nose, I would never have any problems. <laughs> I'd be happy all the time. Yeah. Also, her underwear when they're doing the animal cracker scene—that was why every I was girl, like, every girl had that underwear in the nineties. I still have that underwear. <laughs> I was just like, I was just like, oh my I, gosh, I used to have that underwear. I absolutely hated that scene. Thought it was the worst thing I've ever. Uh, I was like, animal cracker. I labeled it as animal cracker foreplay, but let's go ahead and uh, take a listen <laughs> yeah. to this. Animal cracker. Discovery Channel thing. Oh, Fifteen-year-old me loves this. Yeah, by the way. for sure. He grazes through the open plains. Right? <laughs> oh, look, it's the cheetah approaches. I can't handle this. Watch. Oh, it's so good. It's, it's not even this part. It's the end. Yeah. Head north. Oh, there's like forty seconds left. Yeah, it's definitely. Provided by the madness peaks above. Like this is supposed to be charming. No, it's amazing. And I just don't, I just don't see it, man. I just be like, get your fucking food off me, idiot. <laughs> and what were they out there eating? They're just like on a weird picnic with animal crackers. Like they didn't have much time to prepare. That's true. Just go for Throwing the pantry. Throwing together real and... last minute. Well, then the best part's coming. Tune in next week. <laughs> right here. Do you think it's possible that anyone else in the world? No. No. It is impossible that anyone else is doing that. I hope so. Otherwise, what the hell am I trying to say? Oh! My 15-year-old heart and vagina is like, this is amazing. Like, I want this to happen for me so bad right now. Uh, but it is, it's impossible that anyone else is doing that same thing right then. And, yep. Okay. The, the cheesiness is... In, is incredible so and actually they weren't going to have the romance uh, between the two of them at all but then when titanic came and like made like a huge like it, it hit big with the the female teenage community which i saw it 17 times so it totally <laughs> did yeah um they, they, were, they, they were basing okay. most of their uh, process off of your ticket sales. I think that's they were. I mean, I think so. So then they they changed it and they they had this romance. And honestly, what would they have done without it? Because it makes like the dynamic between AJ and Harry in yeah, the beginning. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's yeah. definitely thing. necessary. In fact, I thought mm -hmm. that she was going to have ended up pregnant. Like that's, and then she would tell them that somehow over the monitors or something. And I'm like, that I was going to be like, how the hell. Does that, you know what I mean? Like, I just thought it was going to be another plot hole because I'd forgotten kind of their little storyline, you know, as it went. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm glad they didn't go that route because that would have been a little too much to handle, I think. Uh, but yeah, you needed that whole like go back and take care of my daughter. Another weird part of this movie, he's going to die. Like Harry gets, spoiler alert, Harry dies at the end. Uh, he's going to go off the ship and leave and go detonate this bomb and he tells 
AJ a bunch of stuff about him. He's like, you were like a son to me and take care, whatever. But he doesn't mention anything at all to about her to him or any i just it seemed weird it wasn't it's, it's not necessary i don't I think. guess and then he did end up doing it later on in the ship like he gave her, her his yeah. little face-to-face monitor uh, cry you know but. i want to know ellie yes when did the tears start like what at what point oh, did you start the the, the the face-to-face monitor okay yeah. so yesterday you was have, you're day. very close well you're very close to your father too so i thought oh, yeah. this might be a thing i mean like my dad he did win a, a seat on the school board he's not unfortunately <laughs> in nasa there's a little there's a difference you should, you should there. still get a badge for that <laughs> he's not like detonating any bombs that I know of. Um, but still, but, I feel like that that would have had to like put something in you. Like, oh, you know. Yeah, I was like, oh, if my dad randomly FaceTimed me and was like, hey, I got two minutes left. I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like, where, that, would, that would not be comfortable. Uh, I will tell you when I cried, because I cried at this movie too, which I <gasps> did not, like, this movie's hokey and stupid, but I cried at the very, very end when uh, the guy that you were talking about, the the colonel guy that flew. Colonel, and he goes to shake her hand. Yeah, I want to shake the hand this. of the mo- bravest man yep. I've ever met. We get this clip here. Miss Tamper. Colonel Willie Sharp, United States Air Force man. Requesting permission to shake the hand of the daughter of the bravest man I've ever met. I was like, that was cool. Like, that's a that's a neat little tribute. Oh my gosh, and- the ch- yes, the cheesiness yes. of this movie. <laughs> and the thing is, is like, it's almost and maybe during the pandemic we feel it more because we I, just want to be happy. Yeah. I'm crying and shit I've never cried in before, <laughs> like for months. I'm like, am I going soft in my my old age, 24 years? Like, I don't know. Well, but- I. I cried in this movie every time I saw it in the theater when I was a kid. But, like, once I knew, like, as soon as AJ, the very first time I saw it, as soon as AJ pulled the short stick, yeah, I started bawling. And I was like, oh, my God, AJ can't die. Well, for one thing, because he was, like, so hot. And I was like, this can't happen. That's a waste. And Yeah, but then, obviously, like, the next 13 times I watched it, I started crying at that point only because I knew that Harry was, like, you know, I'm gonna die. Sorry, go I'll, ahead. I'll tell you where when my soul wanted to cry was during this scene. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I was like, why are we doing this? Why is this so long? <laughs> I love this part. And normally I would shut this off before more of this happened, but we've got to get yeah, to the rest Steve of the Yeah, but Steve Buscemi and Bear are the best. Yeah. Smile for me. Let me know you wait. I almost just pulled bear. Hold me like you'll never let me go. Cause I'm leaving. <laughs> Perfect. Nailed it. So bad. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> On a jet plane. I don't know when I'll be back Yeah, we get it. This makes you think that Steve Buscemi actually probably can sing. Like, sure. it's a even mess. though it's just is a very small thing, like I bet he can. I bet he could have pulled off a singing like a musical role. And everyone knows he was a firefighter, right? 
Like that's a yes. com- that's a commonly known thing now. Yeah, yeah. he about nine eleven. Yeah, like he like, went he was back. In New York. For, yes, he went back yeah. to also, his old firehouse and like dug people out of debris and stuff. Yeah. One more so Steve Buscemi thing. Uh-huh. So he was volunteering to be the one to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yet they had to do the straw thing anyway. I just don't think they trusted oh. him. Well, no, my okay, my okay, husband said the same thing because my he's like, why don't they just let Rockhound do it? And I was like, uh, because he's not responsible. He right. would just be like, fuck I'll blow up. up the bomb and then not do it and like let the Earth just explode. Yeah, just ride the yeah. ride the meteor into Earth. Yeah. <laughs> um, um. So during the filming of this movie, the cast and crew worked around nineteen billion dollars worth of equipment from the oil rig oh, wow. to the space, like all the different things, like the the giant pool that they were in. Um, was that, all part of I like NASA? It. Yes. Stuff. Yeah. And that was not stuff that like normal people were allowed to like <laughs> go into. Sure. Um, it was a 40 foot deep pool uh, used to train astronauts okay. and weightlessness. Hold on. We're going to have to get to the fun facts after the break because we've got w- less than a minute. So okay. before we get to the break, sorry, Mandy, to cut you off there, but uh, oh, no, we, it's cool. the break, we have an activity that we do with all of our guests and it has a theme song and that theme song goes like this. Chop this, chop this synopsis. All right. It's time for chop this synopsis. And what that means is Ellie, we need from you a 10 word or less synopsis of Armageddon. So take everything about this movie, condense it down to 10 words or less. Don't panic. You'll have the break to figure it out. And we will get that back, uh, that from you when we get back. And we will be right back after these messages. Nice. And then I hit pause. Hey guys, it's Rachel with Reina Holistic Nutrition. Are you looking for a healthier weight, clear skin, improved blood sugar or cholesterol levels? At Reina, we strive for nutritional solutions for all these issues, as well as reducing symptoms from chronic illness and more. Check us out on Facebook or email me at reinaholisticnutrition at gmail.com. That's Reina, R-A-Y-N-A, holisticnutrition at gmail.com. Ask about our monthly promotions and the whole foods plant-based lifestyle. Jamie, I need you to keep the dogs quiet. I'm recording a commercial for the Elemental Podcast. So can you keep them quiet during this recording of my commercial for the Elemental Podcast? I mean, I know the dogs bark a whole lot when we actually record the podcast on Mondays and Thursdays and during the Patreon on Saturdays. But during the commercial, we need the recording to be dog bark free. Can you do that for me, Jamie? Can you keep the dogs quiet during the recording of this commercial for the Elemental Podcast that people can listen to every Monday and Thursday and the Patreon on Saturday? Can you do that for me, Jamie? Thanks, Jamie. appreciate it. Chop this, chop this, synopsis. And we're back. All right. Go do what all those uh, ads said. I think at this point we're running a new ad. So it's something you haven't heard before. So that's refreshing. Uh, It's somebody giving you life advice. So clearly not a great idea to listen to what I've got to say. So listen to that person instead. Um, But otherwise it is time for the rousing conclusion of chop this synopsis. So Ellie, if you could please regale us with a 10 word or less synopsis of Armageddon. Take it away. 
All right, we got scary big asteroid goes boom, starring Liv Tyler's side profile because her nose is perfect, and if I had it, I wouldn't have any problems. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, it. Which leads me to uh, a nice uh, segue into this clip. This is AJ's five words that he needs to hear mm-hmm. from Harry. I lied. That's the wrong clip. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Oh, no. Where'd they go? Oh, no. That's... Well, I guess we'll just listen to... Oh, no. Here it is. There we go. I lied. You know, Harry, there are only uh, five words I want to hear from you right now. Those words are, you know, AJ, I really look up to you. This is like how some of our time and uh, guests do the 10 words or less. Like sorry. <laughs> It's like it's like eleven words or something. You know what? How about just AJ? Sorry, I love you. No, AJ. There's not a job on the planet that I would want you to work with me on. It's true. Get it? Ah, I see what he did there. So what are you doing, Barry? What's the job? Yeah. Nice so, job. I would watch that movie though. Explosions yeah. and uh, Liv Tyler's Liv Tyler. Tyler. I'll, I'll Thank take you. It. I do yes. <laughs> um, so, Mandy, do you have anything on like other cameos or anything weird that people might not have recognized? Because I have a couple uh, via audio clip here. If you don't, um, go any. ahead, just uh, in case. Well, I mean, Tim, not a huge person, but Tim, uh, Tim Curry, uh, or no, not Tim Curry. Is that his name? It's something Curry. Uh, Mark Curry? I don't know. It's uh, hanging with Mr. Cooper. Who's that guy? Yes, uh, the, I, I can't think of his name. It's the cab driver. Yes, he's driving the cab, hanging with Mr. Cooper. I Mark think Curry, that's what his yeah. name is. I'm, Thank yeah, you. I had the wrong Curry. Uh, but yeah, here he is. Why are we not going? Well, you know why? This First is laugh of the movie. Yeah. Uh, let me see, it could have been a terrorist bomb, could have been a dead body, somebody shot staff, and it's Friday payday, too. Somebody probably jumped and get that paycheck. Yes. I want to go shopping. Me too! <laughs> <laughs> but we ain't going nowhere, because this is a packet jam. <laughs> And then, of course, uh, I didn't realize this until after the fact, and I was looking at the cast list, but uh, Charlton Heston is the narrator at the beginning. This is the Earth at a time when the dinosaurs roamed a lush and fertile planet. A piece of rock just six miles wide changed all that. Mr. NRA himself. It hit with the force of 10,000 nuclear weapons. Take it from my cold, dead hands, Mr. Charlton Heston. Oh, my goodness. Rip, rips to Heston. Uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, that's amazing. Thank yeah. you for digging that up. For sure. For sure. Um, <laughs> also, uh, we didn't go over. I just have a, a bunch of clips that I wanted to try to yeah. out here before we got to well, um, just- the rest of our games. So, you know, um, uh-huh. yeah. M- Mila Jovovich and Robin Wright and Denise Richards all turned down the role of Grace. Okay. As well as Liv Tyler three times. <laughs> yeah, sure. They were scraping the bottom of the barrel there. We could have had Jenny up in NASA. Uh, okay. Um, I wanted to play. I, I really enjoyed this little interaction that they had with the, uh, I guess, British scientist. Uh, oh, yes. I love him. Yeah. He also is in the palm of Lucius head. Malfoy, oh, okay. by the way. Burn your hand, right? You close your fist around the same firecracker and send it off. 
your wife's gonna be opening your ketchup bottles the rest of your life. Are you suggesting that we blow this thing up from the inside? And then we get uh, we drill from something uh, from there's we something about Mary. Deep core driller. Uh, we get the uh, the general uh, general Kimsey. Uh, was well, yes. uh, was Mary's dad in There's Something About Mary. He is also in Requiem for a Dream. He's a total douchebag <laughs> in that. Um, yeah. Jason Isaacs, who was the, who played Ronald Quincy. Yeah. The, and you love him. He's like, uh, he's wrong and yeah. I'm right. So right. you got a C minus in like uh, physics or whatever. So yeah. Yeah. Instead. And then flight director Clark. I don't know if you um, know who I'm talking about, but he was the guy that Vinny fought in my cousin Vinny. And we did my cousin Vinny like a way long time ago. Also the loan officer or loan officer, the, the loan shark that he uh-huh. goes to uh, when Steve Buscemi uh, takes that $10,000 loan out that he doesn't yeah. have to pay back. <laughs> That's one of the Furpo brothers from uh, Trapped, Trapped in Paradise. In Paradise. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which is a movie we covered a long time ago. I, I mean, eventually we're not going to be able to do this because yeah. there's just going to be like so far removed yep. from like, oh, that movie we did five years ago, you know? Yeah, for right, sure. And I'm sure there's a ton of other people that have been in other movies that we did, but you know, either way. Okay. Uh, so while you're watching the asteroids destroy New York City, uh-huh. did anyone else notice that an asteroid hit one of the Twin Towers? Yes. Yes. I was like, no. I, I, yes. And I rewound it. And my husband and I are like, oh, I can't believe they <laughs> left that in there. And I, and like, we rewound it like three times because I was at, there was one time where I was like, Mark, did that hit the Twin Tower? And he's like, I don't think so. And then like two minutes later, not even, he's like, that did though. I'm like, what? Yeah. And I rewound it and I was like, oh, that's so bad. And um, well, so the film depicts the top of the South Tower of the World Trade Center um, burning from the meteor hit. It's almost identical to how it would look in real life. And then on 9-11, the producers still decided to not edit oh. the film to take that part out. And... I mean, I get it. This was like prior yeah, was prior, to the but attack, but it was still yeah, three it years was, earlier. Yeah. It was still very but also, holy shit. Yeah, it was still very eerie to see them standing there, and then all of a sudden having like this meteor hit them. It's always it's it's, like, it's kind of a shock to the system every time you see it sh- in a movie or a commercial yeah. or anything else. It's just like, oh, that used to be there. Look at that. But well, and that's the thing. Like anytime it's that, even just yeah. standing there, you're like, oh. Was that the Twin Towers? Yeah. Like, oh, those aren't there anymore. No, no, right. no. Right. Yeah. Speaking of sad parts in movies, uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and jump past this, shall we? Um, do you want to move straight into some games? Yeah, I have a ton of ages because there's a shit ton of people in this cast. Or do you want to hit so, uh, box office first or go straight to the ages? Do that? Yeah, no. All right. Box let's office do is good. Box office, and that, of course, has a theme song of its very own provided by Mr. Stu McAllister. Box office theme song. <laughs> That's it. Short and sweet box office theme song. Mandy, take it away. All right, Ellie. <laughs> how much do you think it cost to make this movie in 1998? I suck think? at math, and I did not read the Wikipedia. <laughs> um, it's better if you don't know, anyways. Just yeah. throw out a number. Dollars. I don't know. Thirty million. Okay. Inflation's Matt. hard. Math is hard. Thirty mil. Let's say. <laughs> That's okay, Matt. Uh, because it's Michael Bay, I'm gonna say this movie was like no less than a hundred million. <laughs> Just gonna 
We're just going to throw out $100 million. It was $140 million to make, to make this, this fucking movie. To Holy make this crap. movie. I thought I was going I was absurd. I, okay, so Ellie, how much do you think that this movie has made worldwide gross? Just roughly, off of Mandy. Roughly up until, right, roughly up until today. Oh God! Um, you know the sad part about that is three hundred million dollars. I have okay. no okay. idea. The sad no, that's part about a very good guess. Is, you've seen this movie like fourteen times in the theater, and they still only made like thirty dollars off of you. <laughs> right? I know exactly. That's crazy. Uh, I'm sorry. You said three hundred million. Yeah. Yeah. I would think this has got to be like astronomically ridiculous, but maybe not. Maybe the world agreed, and it's just not that not that popular of a movie. But I'm gonna say. I don't know, like 400. I'll say 400 million. 553.7 million dollars. Why? Why would 553.7. Why would they do this? Why would people <laughs> Because this movie is so good. I guess. It's amazing and actually for the, for its time, there I mean obviously there was deep impact but everyone died. So it's like why Watch this movie where we can watch Armageddon. So that was like know? the volcano slash Dante's Peak sort of rivalry oh, that was happening. Dante's right Peak was so good and <laughs> Volcano was so good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I watched both of those in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, move yeah. on to the next game. Yeah, we can play ages. I probably won't ask you to guess all of them. I might yeah, just so at many. some point and just start telling you how old people sure, were. Sure. All right. Here, <laughs> here we go. Okay. Let's play guess the age. All right. Ellie, we'll just start with the top of the cast list. Um, Ellie, how old do you think Bruce Willis was when he was in this movie in 1998? Oh, God. Math is hard. 51. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, God, I got a feeling that Liv Tyler was probably in her mid mid 20s. So I'm going to say he was probably 42 ish. I'll say he 42. was 40. He was 43. OK, damn it. But because you said that, how old was Liv Tyler, Ellie? I'm going to guess 24. OK, uh, I will say she was, yeah, like 25. 21 okay. the movie came out on her 21st birthday look at that she was so that. young oh my goodness isn't that so really i again i say she's so successful and she's so much younger than i am at this point in her life and it makes me so sad that somebody can be so successful even that yes early no i can i completely agree like i when i pull these ages i'm like fuck that yeah. like this is unbelievable like i can't even believe this um yeah she was only 21 so also her acting chops you know you gotta give her credit um how all right ellie how old do you think billy bob thornton we're getting was? there 57 <laughs> okay <laughs> that's I'm sorry. Wait, am not... I thinking of the wrong? I'm, am oh, I Billy Bob. Wrong Billy person? Bob. No, Billy Bob Thornton, who played Truman, the guy that was stuck at the the guy who had the brace on his leg, Sarah. who couldn't go up on the ship, and he had to help him through the whole process. Remember, Angelina Jolie married him and carried a vial of his blood and all that weird shit. Yeah, he was in Sling Blade. <laughs> my that brain movie. is so dead right now. I, I I'm sticking with 57 because yeah. it is the only number my oh, brain. that's is. awesome. I mean, go I ahead, feel Matt. like he's always seemed older than he probably is. Um, so I'm going to give him again, like mid forties, but let's say 46. 
He was 43. He was the same okay. age as Bruce Willis. Nice. He's always not, looked old. He's always looked old. Billy Bob, I thought you were I a do, different person. I do think that Billy Bob Thornton is a sexy old man. I let's, have to say that. Let's play this little clip here real quick then. Damage? Total, sir. It's what we call a global killer. The end of mankind. It doesn't matter where it hits. So eminent. Nothing would survive, not even bacteria. My God. What do we do? What do you do? You know? What would you guys do? We'll we'll take a little segue in the middle of your in the middle of your game here. So you find out what did they find out they had like by the time eighteen days? Well, by the time the public heard about it, was it day of? Like did they just figure out? No, it was like it was like a, a couple weeks. Okay. So yeah, what do you do when you've when you found out you have two weeks left to live? Let's say, and not just you, if but there's like no everyone. Hope. Yeah, so, like, so there's right, and it's not so, like so I said, not it's a bunch not of you trying to solve this, right? Like you're not you're going to die, but like everything is just going to cease to exist. I mean, there are dudes up there, but in reality, if these <laughs> dudes were up there, we would be totally fucked. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Somebody would have found that gun and then just killed everyone on the moon or whatever. <laughs> because i would be tempted to like do uh, bad things i feel like i would i would do a shit ton of acid (laughs) sure yeah yeah and because i'm like i don't want to like feel it yeah Mm -hmm. yeah not to not to bring everybody you know down into this existential crisis of like what what is i just want to like see i don't know it immediately went like oh i'm just gonna do a bunch of hard drugs and it's like no we're not gonna do that but we're gonna (laughs) do the light version of that yeah, Mandy, what would you yeah. what what do you think you'd lean into? I actually thought about this and do, do I you would, try to get as far underground as possible. Nope. I think that I would probably try to just live life as normal as possible not to scare my daughter. Like I think I would I'd be like, "Oh, we're not going to have school today. Let's like play some games and be like I would want it to be as completely normal as possible." Okay. I and hope be, that no one looted my yeah. house. And right. I don't think you're doing I drugs be, and you're being kind and wonderful. Yeah. Well, not, not I mean, me, dude. I would be like filled with dread at every possible second. But I'm also, we've already talked about this house, like self-preserving I am. But I you would, can't self-preserve if the whole try. planet's about to explode. Dude, I would try. I would like be like, where's a cave? <laughs> give me something to get. Just give me inside of a mountain or something. I just want to be... As far Bacteria away as will I, not live okay. for a while. Matt, no, they Matt. explained it. They said for the first, like half the population dies on impact, and then after uh, a few weeks of being covered by nuclear winter, then everyone else dies. I want to be okay. a part of the everyone else dies part. Matt, so what if if like they just if you I gotta just try knew, something? What if you just knew that you were going to die on impact? Like if it was going to land on me? Like yeah. <laughs> there was just no yeah. way to avoid it. Uh, I don't know. I would probably cry a bunch. Or so. I mean, I would absolutely be filled with dread. I would, uh, I'm not going to be one of those people that's like, oh, if I won the lottery, I'd keep going to work. Like I would just shut down completely from everything and just like cry under a mattress or something. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I think I, that you, you would find some way to make it normal. I mean, I might do the drugs probably. <laughs> just, just, just lean into that too. Uh, to make it like, as normal I'm such as a naturally, I'm such an anxious person. Like I could not 
even kind of function knowing yeah. that. Right. Me too. Like, there'd be no way I could go about my normal. No. Day. Like I couldn't even like just just. I think and, it. Uh, yeah. No. Like I have no. things that are happening in my life, like in the near future that make it difficult for me to function knowing that those things are happening. <laughs> just, just regular normal stuff. Like I just like, Oh, I got to worry about this thing that's happening constantly. I'd be like, Kate, let's eat all the ice cream that's in the freezer. Yeah. Let's, you know, I'd be like, let's play. Yeah. I would try to just make it as normal as possible for her. Cause what's the point in making her panic? And I right. want her to, it's like when you take, this is such a horrible example, but like, when a dog gets put down and like they take them to get like ice cream and stuff and just yeah make- yeah feed them cheeseburgers I mean, all day or whatever yeah it's not even about me it's it would be all about her so yeah yeah this is sad let's yes. talk about ages <laughs> yes all, all right, right. We got? Sad <laughs> all right yeah, Ellie, let's talk how- about younger people who are more successful yes <laughs> for <laughs> sure ellie how old do you think ben affleck was in this movie my dream 20, man. 27? Okay. I would think, yeah, he's got to be right there in that same wheelhouse. So I'm going to say 24. He was 26. Okay. All right. Right in the middle there. All right. All right. Just to, for the sake of time, uh-huh. um, Will Patton, who played Chick, who is also hot. He's great. Guy. And he had the, a nice part in the storyline yeah amazing like we didn't need to know why he was a deadbeat dad but he was but then he tried to yeah. fix things and yeah and as a kid Good. i thought it was super shitty of his mom to not say hey that's your dad until right. later now as a mom i'm like hell yeah like you like now yes that's your dad like i this is someone you can look up to but as a kid i was like oh she's such a bitch <laughs> no i totes get that Right, yeah, because who knows how long he's going to stick around, and you don't want to get kids, <laughs> like, hopes up. Yes! Or, right, yeah. Um. Well, he was 44. Okay. Oh, Steve Buscemi, just because he's so popular. Ellie, how old do you think he was in this? Oh, God. I'm going to say 45. No, okay. younger. 40. <laughs> okay. Okay. Matt, uh, 40. I feel like he always looks very old, uh, older than normal. Um, but I'm going to say he was probably in his like early thirties in this movie. 41. He okay. was 41. Nice. <laughs> All right. William. His, his Buscemi eyes uh, messed me up. Was... <laughs> Always. Yeah. yeah. Well, William Fitcher, who played Colonel Sharp was 42. Owen Wilson, who is supposed to be very close to Grace's age is actually 30 in this movie. Yeah. He's... Cause he says you're like six months older than her. What do you have? To... Right. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. Um, and Michael Clark Duncan, rest in peace. He was Aww. 41. He played Bear. He died in 2012 from a heart attack. Aww. Yeah, you know, but... You know what I also found to be depressing is that as we continue on with these movies, that yeah. we're going to start getting people that'll be like, he died in 2020 of COVID. or whatever. Like, it's just going to start being more of a thing, you know? Yes. And I'm just like, oh, that's depressing. Yep. Well... I mean, every day we find out that someone, and it's usually someone in music, and I'm not going to lie, it's usually someone in country music yeah. that we find out is dying, and like usually the rednecks are the ones that aren't wearing fucking masks. Yeah. Yeah, Just saying. Um, and also- They're still um, out there in like wrong. a pavilion somewhere in Kansas trying to play <laughs> music and then spreading 
super spreader events, yeah. Uh, and Peter Stormare, who played Love, who you like, Matt, he was 45. That's all I've got. Okay. So. Very cool. All right. So that's them ages. And then yeah, uh, yeah. do you want to keep on trucking with games? Everybody's um, still we into haven't it? Heard, we haven't heard anything from Watts, who I liked, the mm. the female co-pilot. I liked I, her. I do not have anything from her. That's fine. Oh, yeah. but I loved the scene where they're like, it, when Steve Buscemi is like, is it just me or is Watts hot? And yeah. Bear's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's, and then she tells Bear that she's an... Like I'm, t- I'm explaining to you how if I kick you in the balls, uh, you're not gonna fly off the ground and see Bishop. He's like, where are we gonna start training for that? <laughs> um, I do have a couple of clips that we haven't hit yet that are the sad parts. It's basically when Harry gets left behind, or or when he stays behind, or he says goodbye. Do we care about listening to those? Yes, we do. Right. If we have time. All right, let's do. Uh, says goodbye to Grace. Yes. So scared. Ugh. I know it, baby. But there won't be anything to be scared of soon. Crazy. I want you to know AJ saved us. We're all crying. I want you to tell Chick that I couldn't have done it without him. I thought that was like a, another one too. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, look at him. And he's like, yeah, someone respects me, even though my kid doesn't know I exist. I'm walking down the aisle. But I'll, I'll look in on you from time to time, okay, honey? I love you, Grace. I love you, Dad. Gotta go now, honey. Daddy, no. Oof. Uh. No, Dad, no. I mean, even as a father, just listening to that, that has to be hard. Oh, yeah. it was. It's a rough watch. And I, I, in fact, like a lot of this, I don't pay attention to too much of like the cinematography of a movie, really. Like the way it's shot or the weird. But like when everything goes to like the snowy static screens and it's just kind of her from behind and you just see all the screens go blank and i was like oh that's a really nice shot and just kind of capped off that that little scene there so um and then of course uh we have this which i i think we're obligated to play at least a portion of the i have a seven second clip of this uh and here we go i could stay awake just to hear you breathing that's it I just don't. Honestly, that song is crap, but during the movie and when it first came out, oh my God. Dude, you want, so I, uh, I don't know if everyone knows this that's listening, but I DJ weddings occasionally yeah. or did before the world shut down. And uh, if you want to see some like <clears throat> mid, middle-aged people like <laughs> fucking get all dreamy-eyed on the dance floor, you play some... <laughs> You play some, you don't want to miss a, th- or I don't want to miss a thing and just let the magic happen. It is the craziest <laughs> shit I've ever seen in my life. So that's, that will never not be played at a wedding when the old people are like, play us something we can dance to. And I'm like, all right, here goes. This is it. <laughs> I might not be a good DJ, but at least I got that one in the, the holster. So, we'll and yeah. the thing is that it was so overplayed and so crappy. <laughs> Like eventually it was just, I can't, I can't listen to that song now. I, I will sure. turn it if it's on the radio. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. All right. So uh, let's do our final game here. We've got a theme song for that as well. And it goes like this. Ooh, that sound. Did you hear that sound? Ooh, that sound. The sound that just played you. 
so that was provided by Mr. Jared Hibbs. And Jared did send me some extra clips of that, some, some clean copy that I can mess with. So hopefully in this downtime that we have between now and the beginning of the year, I'll be able to rework that and, and uh, change it around a little bit. So I'm excited to have that new theme song coming uh, eventually. But the, in the meantime, sound Matt just played you. Yeah, it's time to play What's That Sound? What this means is I'm going to take a sound from this movie and I'm going to play it for the both of you. Neither of you have heard this yet. Uh, so, Ellie, you'll get first uh, swing at it. And uh, if you can't get it, then it goes to Mandy, who has seen this movie at least 14 times in the theater. So likely we'll have a decent <laughs> shot at it. And then uh, if Mandy can't get it, then it goes to the listening audience and they can message us or email us in and try to pick uh, or try to tell us what's happening. So right now I'm going to play a sound for you. And then you, by all means, tell me to play it again or turn it up or do whatever I got to do. But we're going to start with this one. Okay. It's a weird one. It was just a weird, it was a weird part in the movie. I was like, that's a strange sound. So, and I can play it again if you need. Um, I just watched this. Like, that's, why that's, is my brain failing me? Nobody's listening to the, like, to the background of movies. And I will tell you, it was difficult to pick sounds from this movie because there was either soundtrack score playing or just explosions and weirdness happening. Um, was so this, it? Was it when he was like lifting, like they were doing something with the bomb, like maneuvering it or something, like right before they were like diffusing the thing? No, it wasn't that late into the movie. We had okay, we had, never we hadn't mind. Quite gotten to the bomb stage yet. So. Okay, I all tried. right. So, Mandy, do you want to take a swing at it? You want me to play it again? Oh, Mandy, I cannot hear you. There Can you hear go. me now? Yep. Is it when the they're trying to stop the oil spill? from like when they first strike oil and they're trying to stop the oil from with a wrench and they're wrenching it. Nope. Nope. Not quite that. Uh, a little bit. Can you play it. Will you play it? One, play it one more time. I'm just curious. Who do you think that is? That's making that sound. Well, at first I thought it was Bruce Willis. But is it when Ben Affleck is trying to pull the the handle and to stop it? And he's like, here's the handle right here, like right before that. Yeah, that's when he breaks okay. the lever off of the yeah. inside the space station. So he, uh, he yeah, he tries um, to wrench that up and then snaps it off. That was a hard oh, ass question. It really was. Ellie. It really was. Uh, but like I that said, was. there were very few isolated sounds that I could get. Um Okay, and then here is the next sound. I'm going to save the hardest one for last, and then I'm going to explain why. So here's the next one. It's very short. Oh. I have little... no idea. Okay, I'm sorry. Right. That is totally fine. All right, Mandy, what do you got? It's when Lev is, like, slamming the, his wrench into the instruments, and he's like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh, he's trying to make the ship go. Yeah, this is how he fixes it. This is how he fixes it in Russia. <laughs> I love when he's like, American components, Russian components, all made in Taiwan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was that one. Uh, and then final one. So this does not sound like the, the thing that's happening on screen 
does not sound anything like the sound that they picked to make this happen. And I don't know why they did it, but here it is. I'll be shocked if anybody gets what's happening here. So what's happening is that, so there's that loud sound in the beginning and then that little, I don't care about that part. And then it's the same kind of sound, but a little quieter a little bit later on. So listen again. That sound is so fucking stupid for what is happening on screen that it made me like, I'm just like, I'm going to play this one and see if anybody would possibly get this because it's really not great. So if neither of you have a guess even, I totally understand. But I'm curious to see if anybody will message us and try to figure out what that was. But Mandy, Um, is it, yeah, is it when Bruce Willis has his eyes closed and he pushes the button and it explodes the asteroid? No, but I get it because he does like a flash between like all of his life events or whatever. And somehow he does life events that haven't happened yet when she gets married and stuff, so. Uh, apparently, not only did his life flash before his eyes, but things that haven't happened yet also flash before <laughs> his eyes, uh, which is pretty sweet. Uh, no, it was not that. But yeah, if anybody out there listening can go back, just jump back a little bit, isolate that, listen to it, and see if you can tell me what the hell's happening, because it makes zero sense that they would have used that sound. I'll tell you guys when we're done. <laughs> so you, okay. don't, you don't have to worry about it. But uh, yeah, so that is what's okay. that sound. I want to know. Yeah, right. Uh, that is, uh, yeah, that was the last can you one. Play, so, it, play it one more time for the audience. I sure can. Here we go. I'll tell you what it sounds like to me. It sounds like an old ass uh, camera being used, like the, the snap of a snapshot of a camera shutter going off. And it's not that, but yeah. It's weird. I don't get it. But anyhow, if you guys have a suggestion or want to try to guess it, then just email us or message us on Facebook. So otherwise, uh, I mean, we're kind of here toward the end. Uh, what, uh, what are your closing thoughts? Are there anything you thought about this movie that we haven't covered yet, Ellie, or anything that you need us to know about the, your experience with this film? Not really. I, I felt really bad for that gargoyle when Paris was just getting like <laughs> whooped. Yeah, yep. Yeah, there Where's were a few cities that no one seemed to care about. Just, um, thank you. So, like, I mean, looking like, out all, and watching this cloud. Like, all the Asian cities, they're just like, fuck them. Yeah. They just watched them all like, explode. It's like, I'm, I'm glad that the world isn't going to end, but, like, shit's going to be bad for a minute. Yes. Like, we're, it's going to be pretty gross <laughs> for some time. Uh, yes, and and like I, I felt watching it this time, like I felt really bad for the amount of life lost. Like yeah. I realized there was a lot of life saved, but like yeah. the amount of life lost was horrible to me. And like they show specifically, like a granddad with his like son, like his grandson on his lap in China or wherever. I'm it's sorry, like those that was bitches kind of that are like. Uh... 99 uh coronavirus is 99 survival rate but for those one percent a hundred percent of them died like fuck right you. exactly yeah, and it's a mil- of those millions people. of people yeah right so yeah yeah it does suck to realize that like yeah they saved the world but some of those people 
did not get saved. And uh, starting with that guy uh, who was selling Godzilla figurines. I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's a tough way to go. Man. It landed, yeah, but if something's going to happen, just land right on my head. I, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah like, I don't want to suffer. Just, Sure. Well, apparently Matt does. He wants to die of nuclear winter. No, I, <laughs> if I was that guy, I would have not known it was coming. That's what I need. I either need it to be like sudden, but if I can like prep for any of this, it's going to be bad news for me. Like, do not, do not try to find me. I'm, I'm gone. I'm like hiding in a tree somewhere or something. I'm as far underground as I can get. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so I guess, uh, in closing, uh, do, would you watch this movie again, Ellie? That's the kind of our gauge as to whether or not this was good or bad. Yes. Okay. Are there any caveats to that? Do you need to watch it with a person? Yeah. Like watching totally. it alone again might not be the, the ticket. I want to watch it with my parents who like are children of the sixties. Okay. Who I think would appreciate it more. Yeah, because they were like under threat of imminent death kind of all the time. <laughs> like, oh yeah, this is not new for them. They're like, ah, oh, again. Yeah, <laughs> first time. Huh? Yeah. And uh, Mandy, I kind of probably already know your answer, but it gives me another excuse to play this uh, clip. Is this good or bad? Oh, so good. Oh, so good. <laughs> I, I don't. I love it so much, and the fact that I watched it now, I want to continue to keep watching it. It's not on Disney Plus it yet. It should be because it is a Disney movie. Oh, so weird. hopefully it will be on Disney Plus soon. Okay. All right. Um, I, uh, as long as the stars align, will never be forced to watch this movie again. Um, I, like I said, I, did, I watched it several times, but at this point in my life, I think I've reached my fill of Armageddon. So I'm, I'm not going to watch it again. I do recommend that if you haven't seen it and you somehow made it through to the end of this podcast without having watched it that I, I recommend you see it at least yeah it's um, entertaining it a, yeah it was a fun watch and it has enough little side characters and, and bit parts that make it fun and interesting to watch but um overall yeah just not not <laughs> there's too many like plot holes and weird shit going on but there's always going to be when anything deals with space when anything deals with stuff that just i genuinely don't understand it's going to be like oh i'm totally out of this and i guess that's why i don't like sci-fi movies but yeah i don't know you know what i mean yeah. All right. Uh, well, Ellie, do you have anything you would like to point people toward? Anything coming up or any social media stuff you want people to look at? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Ellie isn't that funny with underscores between all the words. Uh, I might record my first comedy album in late 2021 if the world hasn't ended. Sure. So awesome. That's awesome. We're getting there. Cool, cool. So that's in the works kind of. Do you know where you're going to be doing it at? I know. Like, I... No, a couple uh, things either Ann Arbor, or Ypsilanti. Okay, cool. I was just I just drove through Ypsilanti the other day for literally no reason. Oh, nice. We just fun. We, we decided to aim in a direction and drive there because we can't do anything else in the world because <laughs> yeah. everything is closed down. So yes, everything's on fire. And yeah, yeah. Sad. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So yeah, go uh, go check out that you said it was Instagram, right? I'll I'll yeah. make sure I link it all in the in okay. the uh, show notes and stuff there. Cool. Uh, yeah, so go check that out. Go follow her to find out when that's going to be happening because that's awesome. And then, uh, Mandy, do you have anything else you want to let people know about or anything coming up or anything crazy? Uh, no, Happy New Year. And hopefully 2021 is much, 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 much better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. 
Fingers um, crossed. Yeah, right, for sure. Um, hopefully by this point, I will have finalized our, I'm thinking, I think I'm going to change our logo up and get something fresh and new for 2021. Uh, and then maybe we'll start giving uh, options to like get some shirts or some merch or something. Woo, cool. woo. So that'll be fun for people, hopefully. Uh, some of our diehard fans out there will want to represent the podcast. But otherwise, you can find uh, us on uh, Instagram at another episode podcast where we post every Sunday. We make a poster for the movie that's coming out on Wednesday. So it'll give you a few days advance notice so you can watch it. And we take the cover of the film and we replace all of the stars with the stars of the podcast. So we'll, uh, you'll probably be uh, Bruce Willis for this one. I'll, I'll, probably, <laughs> I'll probably swap uh, Bruce Willis's yeah, face yeah. for yours. So that'll be exciting. Hell um, yeah. Yeah. So go check that out on Instagram. And then uh, I have recently started playing video games online because I'm a weirdo. And you can find me on Twitch at Madopoly83 on twitch.tv. Uh, so go check that out there if you want to watch me do things that I would be normally doing uh, without anyone watching. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, sorry. Playing, I mean, playing video. That was just funny. <laughs> and the way that you said that was so funny. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, normally, at the end, we normally don't have a way to end this, so we just play a clip to close it out. And I'm going to check to see if there's one that I did not play. I guess I didn't play this yet, but this is going to be an awful clip to play at the end, but we're going to do it anyway. Awesome. This is the end of the year, and what else are we going to do? So here we go. Oh, so heart-wrenching. This is such a heart-wrenching way to end the yep. podcast. Take care of my little girl now. That's your job. All right, good enough. Everyone's crying. Okay, bye. All right, bye. <laughs> Happy New Year. We did it. <laughs> bye. Happy New Year. <laughs>